For many years, there'd be a yearly showing of the Kirk Douglas epic Spartacus around Easter season. It has some tenuous connections to Christianity because of some narration they put in at the beginning that said that Spartacus was a preface to Rome being taken over by Christians. But we all know they really showed it because Spartacus, in the end of this film, is crucified. People draw a lot of parallels between the heroic sacrifice and the noble sacrifice that the rebel slave made on behalf of other people uh, to Jesus. And you know, crucifixion has been used as torture by all kinds of people. It was used on thousands and thousands of people by Rome. In Spartacus Day, there were thousands of people lining the road, hanging from crosses. And we know a lot about crucifixion because the Romans were good about keeping records. We have contracts between the Roman army and their crucifixion suppliers that specify the nails and the ropes and the beams that they give them for crucifixion. Crucifixion happened to many, many people hated by the Roman state, and this is a historical fact. Romans crucified each other. Not only that, but it's the stuff of really good stories. The, the central character in, of Jesus in Nikos Kazantzakis' The Last Temptation of Christ opens up the book hewing a beam for a crucifixion for the Romans, bearing the hatred of everyone in his neighborhood. Crucifixion is a part of a story. It's a part of our mythology. Holding it this way then, when we read Psalm 22, which many believe, some scholars believe, is a a prophecy of the crucifixion of Christ. And this claim is kind of dubious, but it is indeed an interior account of someone who's being tortured to death. It's a pretty good vision of what that must have been like, we can imagine, surrounded by captors, beaten and spit upon and abandoned by everything they knew. And holding it this way is story And his myth, it can cause us to read Psalm 22 and even the Passion is one of those better him than me kinds of propositions. Holding it as myth, we can sit here right now and be glad that it wasn't us up there. So see, in this way, the cross and crucifixion can serve to make us feel better. Even our hymnody bears this out. One I've sung all my life reads, At the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away, it was there by faith I received my sight. And now I am happy all the day. Not only does it make us feel better in the story, but we can even sit and 
sort this out theologically and feel better about some kind of divine transaction taking place via this violence. We sinned, Jesus died, and now everything is better. If Good Friday is about anything, it is about this thing, this instrument of torture, this cross, and this act of crucifixion. And we do like to keep it as a myth because a myth is safe. It's a story that's meant to teach us something, but maybe not meant to be incorporated into our entire reality. It's not us. It's a metaphor. It's a symbol. We can look at the cross as something that, that well, just serves to inspire us to think of what Jesus did and what we will not have to do. Perhaps on this Good Friday, we could stop looking at it as myth. If Good Friday has remained relevant to us, if Good Friday is going to say consistent with what we know of God through Jesus, then it can't just be about the thirst for blood, about our God requiring the kind of punishment that only a lunatic or a third century BCE emperor would find satisfying. So if this cross is not here to make us feel better, what is it about? On the cross, Jesus not only undergoes horrific physical death, but he also experiences what theologian Peter Rollins calls the truest separation from God and what Rollins quite provocatively labels is atheism. Now, he's not speaking of the kind of atheism we, we read about in, in books and that Richard Dawkins and people like that have. No, the kind that we have when we argue with one of our atheist friends at the pub. He's not saying that Jesus stops believing in God on the cross. The kind of atheism... If atheism means without God, what he is proposing is much worse. Jesus experiences a total and complete loss of God. Jesus is totally cut off from God. Jesus in his death, sinking into the impossible place of a place without God. And I say impossible because if you believe is I happen to believe that no corner of this existence and no corner of this world and no person is beyond God's grasp, then what Jesus did was impossible. If you believe that, what, that no person is beyond God's presence or mercy or love, then Jesus does the impossible today on Good Friday in his crucifixion. And sinking to this impossible place, going to this place of darkness, Jesus becomes the most human of all. He becomes, as some translations even say, the human being. God, out of love for us, becomes once and for all absolutely human by cutting God's self off from God 
God willingly tears apart the holy fellowship of the Trinity, of the Father and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Crucifixion takes Jesus to a place where he feels the entire weight of all the earth's burdens come crashing down upon him. And see, if we just keep it as mythology, we're rescued from this horrific reality, this blessed reality. And if we can ponder this reality, Good Friday surrounds us as it should. Jesus gives us a way of being victorious in the midst of the crosses that we bear, in the midst of the death and destruction and loneliness and darkness that we face. He tells us once and for all that we can still experience conversion. We can experience salvation. We can even experience resurrection. Unlike Jesus, we, humanity, never have to be separated from God. And because of Christ's death, we're not offered just assurance far off in some eternal land in the future but we are offered eternal life in the present. We are offered abundant life now. Christ bears ugliness and hatred and separation and failure, the entirety of our experience, and he does it all alone. God loses God in this world on the cross and for us. And that, my dear brothers and sisters, is not the stuff of myth, but is the stuff of life eternal.